Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Welcome to the new studio. I know, you guys. First of all, can I just say it, it's going to take us some time to fix the lighting and the sound yeah. to get it right. So be patient with us because, yeah, you know how it is when you move things. Yes. Electronics doesn't always cooperate, but I am excited. Yeah. I feel that this is a nice... It's in the perfect place. It's in the, our home gym. Yes, yes. So this, for those of you who don't know, this is still our home. Our podcast studio is now in the home, but yes. our gym is actually a detached building in our home. We It was like a storage building. It's like a mini house. Yeah, this was like a storage. She had it like shed, like a shed, like a storage shed. Yeah, a big and so storage we, shed. we took the shelves out and we just completely demolished it and made it into a gym. There's yes. mirrors. There's this faux brick wall here and we have lots of gym equipment here but there's still plenty of room so i thought you know what why don't we just like detach from the house and set up the studio in the gym yeah why not like why not new feng shui new yes. energy yes it is also the first day of fall i oh, think today? the first day is yes it? first day of fall Felt so like second morning. day of fall for when you guys are listening to this on Friday. But uh, in honor of spooky season, I have my water in a little mug here that says, hey, boo. Oh, how cute. Cheers. I got my coffee. Cheers. And spooky season is official now. It's official. Summer's over. That's crazy. Sometimes it's a little sad. I'm not going to lie. I know. I get a little like, damn. Yeah. You know, I like those warm summer nights. Yeah, I'm a little sad. I'm like, oh, gosh, cold mornings, having to bundle up just to go to the gym. This is where discipline kicks in. Yeah. It's not, you're not, we're not going to be motivated. I'm sorry. It's going to be cold mornings, rainy, ugly, but got to go. Yeah, this it truly is where discipline kicks in. I remember when we went to New York once, and it was wintertime, and I thought, no wonder people in New York, they're like, they don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. Because it's ice cold. It's such it's, a process. It is. Just you to go to the gym. Snow in your driveway. You got to shovel snow off your windshield. Yeah. Warm your car. Run the heater. For sure. It takes yeah. a different I wasn't level. sure how the temperature would be back here because right now we don't have AC on or heater on. So I brought a sweatshirt, so I might get hot. I don't know, but I feel, it feels good right here and right I'm now. Good. It feels really cold, good. Cold, hot, nothing. All right, you guys, thank you so much for all of the subscribers. As on the last episode, we talked about surpassing 20K and we're now like on the way to 21K. Hey. So thank you. If you're not subscribed to our channel, make sure you subscribe and make sure you comment and interact with us on these episodes. We love your comments. A lot of times comments drive the episode. So you get your question answered and yes. it drives the topic for our episodes. We have yes. definitely have some good comments to go over in this episode so stay tuned for that and if you haven't already left us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, we're always pining for those we have 108 now or something like that do so, we yeah wow we're yeah. growing we're growing there a little but channel. anyways thank you so much for all of those reviews and if you haven't left us a review click on the link in the description of the youtube video to go to apple Podcasts. And leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it. Appreciate it. I also wanted to do a little shout out and update for my brother. For those of you who don't know, my brother, who's he's almost four years older than me, just about four years. He he had childhood cancer when he was twelve, so it's been a long battle, health battle for him. 
And um, a few years back, or actually 15 years ago, he, as a result of his treatment from that cancer, he got brain tumors and um, he had several mm-hmm. surgeries. He gets MRIs every six months. And so we're always holding our breath every time he gets an MRI and hoping that there was no growth because there still is some tumor left that they can't remove. Yeah. And he got a no growth MRI news. Huge so, win. Yeah. Huge. I always get nervous when it's MRI time. And the only reason I'm sharing here is because his wife shared on her social media. So I thought, okay, that's my green light to share. But it's tricky with the podcast because I'm a sharer. I have to respect privacy of family members when I share that kind of stuff. So that's, I only share when I know I'm okay to share. But I'm super excited. Now he doesn't have to have another MRI for nine months, they're going to do it. Oh, wow. So I'm like, good. You can enjoy the holidays and right. just like yes. breathe for a little yes. bit. Yes. Because he he lives his life MRI to MRI. I know. Has that's, he ever told you that? No. Yeah. That's crazy. He does. He just told me, though, a while back, we had a conversation. He says, Mike, I just want to live long enough to see my daughters graduate high school. I go, damn. Oh, you're going to live longer than that, bro. Just set yeah. your mind that you'll live longer than that, but. You got to yeah. take care of yourself too while you're here as well. He does. He and does. Do your part. Yeah. And his girls are going to be six, I think, in n- November. Twins. Yeah. Miracles, honestly, because of the child cancer. They didn't think he could have kids and they had to That's go. That's a miracle jump. in itself. Yeah. Because they kids. are his biological kids, but they had to jump through hoops and modern technology helped make that happen. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, because they thought he couldn't conceive because of when he had his treatment. Exactly. So, so I, very cool. Miracle and, babies. Anyways, I just wanted to give him a shout out and I'm happy and hopefully he'll have good holidays. All right. So now moving on to my VPR crawl trip recap. It was so much fun, you guys. I know I posted about it on my social media, but we hit up all the Vanderpump Rules spots. We went to Schwartz and Sandy's. We went to Sir. We went to Tom Tom. It was a lot of fun. You basically did a Bravo reality tour with your cousin, like going yeah. around all the spots. Yeah, it was the Vanderpump the Crawl is what I called it. And I would say of the three restaurants, my favorite ambiance was Tom. Yeah. Tom has such a good vibe. It reminds me of Toca Madera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Toca Madera is cool, the, man. The, the, the decor is, is so nice. There's trees inside of the restaurant. Yeah. It's like inside, outside. Really cool. When we were there, the Tom walked in, Tom Sandoval, and that's why I'll put it up on the screen, but we took a picture with him. It was interesting because you'd think based on all of the media attention that Scandoval got that how would he be received? Would people be booing him? Is he having a hard time out in public? No. Everybody who saw him was said to him, I'm such a big fan. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was, it, I was, I like, I spotted him right away when he came in. I'm good with spy, spotting people. You yeah. you know that. Yeah, yeah, you are. And I was like, Lisa Sandoval. And she was like, she literally dropped her fork. She's like, what? She was so excited because she just marathoned all the seasons. So she's immersed in Vanderpump. Oh, and she looks at him like a, he's a celebrity. He is. We're celebrity. fans. I'm a fan of the show. I'm not yeah. going to pretend I'm not a fan yeah, of the of show. Of course. You know, or would, I don't know, want to lecture him about what he did to Ariana? No. It's not your place. You know, it's yeah. dumb when it's people nobody's are place like... nobody's place election. What happens between them? Nobody else's business. I take Vanderpump as my entertainment. They're yeah. getting paid to entertain. That's I'm it. entertained. 
period. I'm not going to, they're not my personal friends. I'm not going to get involved in the drama in that regard. We went on a Vanderpump crawl. So was it cool to see a character from the show, a main character? Yes, of course. What's funny is, like you said, everybody was like mad at him. Some of the fans were like team Ariana and all that drama. But what people don't realize is you guys should fucking be thanking him and, and Ariana and that other chick because they gave you guys a lot of drama and shit to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, yeah, the cast like members the are- topic for the last three months or so. The cast is raking in the dough. Exactly. Their podcast views, their YouTube views, everything Hello. because of the show. Yeah. They should be thanking him in a, in a weird roundabout way, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was wrong, of course. It wasn't the right thing to do what he did, but- I think that's how he feels, but that's the narcissism. He feels like, you guys should thank me. I'm sure it's going to play out on next season. It'll be interesting. Everybody's coming up because of it. It will be interesting. But it was so funny because uh, Lisa, when she asked him for a picture, and he was very cool about it. He's, oh, of course. He was patient, like, because we had to get someone to take the picture or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's like, we just came from Schwartz and Sandy's. To him? Because that? that's his other restaurant. Yeah. But it was just so funny because it was she just was like... Fangirling on, she huh? was fangirling. She was fangirling. Damn. It was funny. It was fun, though. What a highlight. It's because for, for me, just, I've been around t- t- hella celebrities and I have athlete friends who are pro circuit. So for me, it's no big deal. But I understand for it's somebody like Lisa. Cool. Yeah, and Because how many other people you've seen from this show? Well, I've seen the show. I've seen them how before. Many? Do you remember when we used to go to Sir initially? Yes. That was when the show was just... Yes. Going on. And there was, they were all still working in it. Yeah. They were all still working at Vanderpump at the time. So we've seen them before. I've seen Tom before. He's served me drink before. I've met many of the cast members. And so had his buddy Jax. Yeah. But I was hoping for her sake that we would bump into at least one cast member because that was the purpose of the trip. I know. That's cool. So I felt, yes, like I accomplished my goal in taking her on the crawl because it's yeah. like my stomping grounds. Yeah, for sure. LA, you know? we had an apartment out there. We've been out there a gazillion times. Yeah. It's like so, our backyard. So I was excited. Anyways, that is what, that is basically my trip. It was nice. It was relaxing. It was funny. We laughed a lot. We enjoyed, we just enjoyed each other's company, which was That's nice. Good. You yep. made the most of it every yeah. single waking hour you had there. We did. We did. It's important. Yep. All right. Moving on to the hot coffee topic. Speaking of shows and reality tv shannon bedore speeds down the street and slams right into a home hit and run under dui she was arrested for a dui she good. Was, it's a hit and run good and she should be prosecuted too not because you're on a reality show or you're some kind of fame you should get a pass no i just because if somebody was on there's footage we, of you talk about that there's yes. footage of it if somebody was on that curb it was over or an animal yes they would have been done so. Done. She's Finish. actually lucky that there was like a concrete flower plant right there on the curb because it prevented her car from landing inside of the home. But it did hit the home. Yeah. And their front door was right there. Yep. Because these those homes in Newport Beach, remember how they're like in the beachy area? Oh, they're weird. tight streets. Yes. And they're small little. sidewalks. Yes. Very little and compact in yeah, there. Dangerous, actually. You shouldn't even allow cars to drive through those. They're so tiny. Remember when she through? took the turn so fast. I know. Yeah, I think she was charged with a hit and run and a DUI. And yeah, that's going to be rough. That's like a rock bottom for her, I think. She, she's at the, she's, they need to, her friends and family need to keep a close eye on her. Yes. Because I think her mental health is declining. This is the beginning stages of somebody in deep decline of mental health, yes. health needs, like bad. Like people laugh 
and want to talk shit and kick her down. But like, honestly, what she did was wrong. She fucked up. But now's not the time to really kick her down. Somebody needs to be right there with her. No, for sure. It takes one to know one. She's in a dark place. Because I think that she had been drinking a lot. Like I follow the show and I think she's going through a lot right now. It's a transitional time for her. Not like I know her, but I'm just saying. It is I'm watching a, the show. It you know. is a tricky time in your life because I know I've been there and felt that when your kids are grown, but you don't have grandkids yet. So you're like in this weird tweener time. It's like empty nester time. And if you don't have a partner during that time, like yeah. a solid relationship or a life partner, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I could see that being a dark time. Yes, you're right. And she had gone through a breakup and her girls are off to college. She's an empty nester for the first time. I'm not going to lie. It's going to feel weird one day when we're not living with your kids. It is. I know. I can see why parents get depressed. They're going through all those. Yeah, I almost, I feel it somewhat already just because they're adults and they don't need me anymore. They're 22 and 26 living in independent lives, but they still, we still, we still all live together. Yes. But I do feel it anyway. You feel like that weird tweener time like what's your purpose kind of thing yeah like i've already done my job I already like, what's my them. purpose I, but you're still mom you're always gonna be mom yeah it doesn't matter what age but i think it'll happen again i'll go through another phase when they move out yeah and i feel like they'll move out around the same time yeah pretty close yeah so it'll be interesting to see but i my thoughts go out to her but she does hopefully this is a wake-up call yeah because well, it's too late. you cannot in this day and age Get behind the wheel when you've been drinking. Yeah. And what's Period. Gonna, what's going to happen to her is what's been working for her medications, alcohol. Next thing, she might even get deeper and go popping pills. That's when it really gets all yeah. bad. You start mixing those two together. Whoo. Yeah. Or here's my thing. Whenever you are going through a hard time, that's when most people turn to alcohol and pills. I know. That's when you need to avoid them. The most. 100%. You should only drink like you always say. You should only drink cocktails when you're in good mental health. There's your happy times. We're having a lunch together. We enjoy each other. Not when you're fucking down, depressed, dark. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm bit, I, I know what she's going yeah. through. I was in that stage before, but with pills. Yeah, I think alcohol for me, because I don't really have a vice. I don't over drink or anything like that. But yeah, it's lucky. more celebratory. Because I do notice yeah. that when I am down or going through things, I the alcohol makes me feel worse. Of course it does. So I'm Not cautious. Depressing. Not to, why do you keep moving your mic? Just adjusting it. There you go. So I'm, because I'm afraid it's going to disconnect when you do that. Because, so I'm cautious not to drink when I could go there. Like I was a little bit anxious about leaving home and if everything was going to go okay with my dad or in this past weekend. And if I'm anxious, I don't add alcohol to the mix because it's only going to make it worse. What did you find out about alcohol that none of, that you educated me recently on it? It causes what? Yeah. It causes a surge of adrenaline and cortisol. And that's exactly what happens for during pan attacks, adrenaline and cortisol. Mm -hmm. So also the withdrawal, the come down causes anxiety. Also, I chose not to partake in drinking this weekend for that reason. I just like, you know what? I don't want any chance to ruin the trip. I'm having a good time. Without the alcohol. Doesn't you, don't you like that you have the fucking power to say no? That's at your disposal. Man, I don't feel like having it. I'm good and I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with a Diet Coke and water and a coffee. Yeah. And I was Feels okay good. with tasting the drinks that yeah. my cousin ordered, but I just chose that I just wanted to make sure that I didn't cause undue anxiety, self-inflicted. Exactly. When I know that lately 
it had been doing that for me. And it's funny. Let's stay on this topic for a second about anxiety because I'm going to talk some shit. It's funny. People complain, my anxiety is through the roof, my this, my that. What you been doing? I had a couple of drinks or I've been doing this. Like, that's your fucking anxiety. Stop drinking. But yeah. I, nope, stop drinking. They don't yeah. want to hear that shit. But if they want to complain about it, but com- you tell them what, what they're fucking doing themselves. And then they cry about it. Like, man, shut the fuck up. I mean, if somebody claims that they are anxious man. or not feeling well mentally and they are still drinking. Yes. And you tell them like, you should probably not drink because it's contributing to your anxiety and mental health. They don't want to hear that. And if they can't stop, then it's a different problem. Then you have a, a problem with alcohol. You're addicted. Don't lie to yourself. That's an addiction. Because if you, that is an addiction. So yeah. if you know something is not good for you and it may, is mentally not making you feel good, but you do it anyways because you frankly not do it. Yes. That is the description of an addiction. Hello. I think people think that addiction means you do something 24-7 or you do it all the time or every yes. day. Yes, that's the assumption. You, that's you have to diff- do it every day. There are different types of addicts mm-hmm. and different types of substance abuse and different types of patterns. But the reality is if anything you do in life that you cannot stop doing without the urge to do it is an addiction. That's crazy because I never looked at alcohol as an addiction because I didn't do it daily. But looking back at my life, every fucking weekend from 18 and up for many years, mm-hmm. I drank and I drank. The thing is people don't realize, yeah, you don't drink daily. But in those two days, when you're young, you drink for the entire week. Binge drink. You drink for the entire week. Yeah. I go out and am I counting drinks? Fuck no. Probably three, four, five, six drinks a night. Do that times two. How many days in a week? Seven days. Let's just say I had seven drinks each night. That's 14 drinks. That's two drinks a day. That's an alcoholic, man. Sorry. I mean, it's just a different type of addict. It's an addict if you can't go out without drinking. For many years, I couldn't. I could not do that. Can't even go to a restaurant without I used to think I couldn't. I used to think I I needed it. Easy. And I used to think, gosh, I'll need it to have fun on a weekend away. I didn't need it. I had a great time, Man. laughed and had energy and felt great. Even when we started dating, you were like, I hope this guy isn't just like one of those stiff trainers and doesn't drink and have fun. I know. And I was pretty good at that time of not drinking and being strict. Yeah. I'm not saying I've been perfect. I was at a point in my life where I didn't want to be around people who didn't drink. Mm-hmm. You go stages in your life, but you grow and you learn. That's the it. The more that I part. learn you, about yes, you myself. Gr- you grow and you learn. And how I feel. And I think about something before I do it. Is this going to make me feel good? Is it going to help me achieve my goals? And if the answers are no, then why am I doing it? Yeah. I think about that too. And I want to fucking cheat on my diet. Like, okay, I smash a burrito at night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be nice and happy. I'm, it's going to taste good. But damn, I'm gonna, I just fucked off my whole week then. I'm going to throw off my numbers. And that means I'm not going to progress. Yeah. So I think twice now too. Try to yeah. use logic. Yeah. Slow down and use logic. It's, I mean, it's gonna and the answer isn't always the, a no. And I don't, like I said, I'm not saying I don't drink and I'll never drink, but I yeah. do need to be in a good place mentally. Yes. And a celebratory drink. Absolutely. Like I think a good, delicious mixology cocktail, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't abuse drinking. Yeah. It's just that for me on this trip, I wanted to avoid the potential of waking up with like anxiety. Yeah. Just with everything going on with my dad and, and, and then being you second the first time, your the first time I've been away from home since my mom passed away. And I'll be honest, I have 
a little bit of just anxiety when I leave the house that I'm going to get a phone call that there's an emergency at home. Yeah, I that hate somebody's that. been in trouble, someone's sick, someone's dying, something. I have like intrusive thoughts. I think that's what they call it. Like weird, sometimes even morbid intrusive thoughts, but it's worse when I drink. So I'm like, mm, okay, I yeah. need to avoid it. No, for I know a what you bit. mean. Well, I have mean. trauma. That's what Lisa, because I was talking to her about it, and she goes, "That's trauma. Like you, you have some, you have some trauma from what you went through with your mom. It's absolutely trauma, of course. for sure, no doubt." All right, moving on to the hold my coffee. It, it it's actually going to be a blanket one because I got multiple comments that were the same. I got multiple comments, messages about the video that I posted last week about debunking keto myths. And several people commented that I was wrong and that ketosis does mean that you're burning stored body fat. It does not mean, and I'm just going to repeat it again. I was not wrong. Ketosis doesn't mean that you're burning stored body fat. Ketosis means that you're burning body fat for fuel and not carbs. So what that means is, it's not going to burn the stored body fat unless tissue. you're in a calorie deficit. But you will also burn stored body fat if you're in a calorie deficit on a high carb diet. Yep. So it's not, it, ketosis isn't some magic fat melting diet. So I stand firm on that. I was not incorrect. I do not stand corrected. Yeah. So it for, Ketosis, when you blow into the little machine, not blow into the machine, I think it's the the blood machine. If you take your blood levels and it shows that you're in, in ketosis, it means you're currently burning fat as your fuel source. But unless you're in a deficit, the fat that you're burning is dietary fat. It only will go into stored body fat if it needs to. Yep. So that's why also it's important when you're on the keto diet that you're still tracking macros so that you are eating in a deficit because it's very easy to overconsume calories and you'll never get to that place where you are burning stored body fat. But the illusion is that you're losing weight because the scale dropped, but the scale is only dropping because without carbohydrates in your body, water. you release a lot of water. Yes, facts. So it's just water weight. Yeah. Unless you're in a deficit. Unless you're in a deficit. That's true because... Remember when I first did keto, I was doing it wrong? Yeah. I and you adjusted were, it. You lost weight the first two weeks and you're like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. And then you stop losing weight and you're like, wait, what's going on? So I calculated your calories. I'm like, whoa, you're way overeating calories, y'all. I don't understand. Drinking. Why did I lose weight the first couple of weeks? Well, it was water weight. You water flushed weight. out all of your stored glycogen released. Yes. Yes. And that's why a lot of people get keto flu and feel sick and sluggish and flu, that's actually a lack of electrolytes from that release of water. Uh-huh. That and that's why you feel sense. that way. That's why you get headaches and you yes. feel, you get bad breath because you're dehydrated. Yep. True. You're not holding no water. Yeah. Have you ever heard of keto breath? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like keto kind of like breath. competitors. Don't be near competitors. Like yeah, because they cut their water. Don't go near competitors or the backstage area when they're... Uh, Competing because they all smell funky breath. And you also can't wear deodorant because of the tan. So it's bad breath. So the backstage at a bikini competition. What I'll get in TMI. Smells like sweat and bad breath. I'm sorry. Here we go again. Here we go again. Speaking of which, 
on two episodes ago, we didn't comment on that episode because I was gone, but you guys cracked me up with your comments. Yeah. Because one was funny. It was hilarious. Hilarious. We were talking about hygiene and things like that. And there was this one comment. She actually works in, she cleans townhomes or whatever in Destin, Florida. Destin's a vacation spot, like a spring breaker spot. Destin. Destin. Okay. And she's seen some things. I bet she has. Yeah. And she said she saw literally dirty footprints in the sheets. So we were right. That's nasty. Yeah. Yeah, but there was I was laughing when I was reading the comments. I was actually in LA reading the comments and I was cracking up because people were like, get oh my gosh. If you ever did that, I came to bed with dirty foot feet. Ooh. Yeah, no bueno. That's disgusting. Oh my goodness. Anyways, moving on. We are moving on to comment corner. Favorite segment of the episode. And the first comment comes to us from ZT7911. And she says, or yes, I think it's a she. Can you please educate us on how to transition from keto carnivore to more balanced way of eating? I'm dealing with cravings and gas since trying to eat a little more carbs. Also have to be careful with what veggies I eat during the day. How did you guys make the switch from keto? Thank you. It's a good question because I think a lot of people struggle here. Yeah. I I remember because I did the first and foremost, what you're going to deal with when you switch is mental stuff. Because believe it or not, during the course of your time on keto and the longer you've been on keto, the worse this is, you've actually developed like a disordered eating feelings towards carbohydrates. Yes. So you freak out when you eat carbs. You think they're immediately going to make you fat when you start eating them. And it is a mental battle to convince yourself that you can eat the fruit, that you can eat the rice. And then what exasperates that mental battle is you step on the scale after you've ate carbs for a couple days and it's gone up and you think, oh my God, I gained four pounds. It's just your water balance readjusting. That's all it's doing. It is not fat if you are monitoring your calorie intake, but unfortunately it doesn't help the mental process very much. Because people don't understand what they're going through. They don't get that part like... They just see the number on the scale change and they freak out. I don't understand. Yeah. Calm down. It's just water. Yeah. So I'd say initially start with slowly with the carbs. Also, you've developed a sensitivity to carbs if you haven't been consuming them. So you're going to feel like swollen just because your body's not adapted. You're also your enzymes are not adapted to digesting carbs any longer if you've been avoiding them. Anytime you change your nutritional breakdown, you it takes a while for your digestive system to readjust to that. And that's for anything. If you up your protein, if you up your fats, Dude, if you up your carbs. You're right about that. You're so right. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times in the bodybuilding, when bodybuilding era that I come from in the 90s, when you went high. Protein farts. Yes. Don't be on the plane with bodybuilders. It gets ugly. Yes, because your your gastrointestinal is not expecting all that protein. You don't have the proper enzymes to break it down. It's the same thing with carbs. It's the same thing with fats. If you first start eating fats, a lot of people get the runs or whatever because you don't have. There's different enzymes for each carbohydrate, for each macronutrient. So to answer your question, I would recommend initially, number one, be prepared for the mental thing. Okay. Stay off the scale. Yeah. For a no. few weeks because let everything kind of balance out so that you don't freak out. 
Start with low carb and start slowly. Don't just go right to balanced eating. Go maybe bump up your carbs to 20% carbs and 30% carbs. Just start slow and it'll help you get adjusted. Take digestive enzymes with every meal. This is going to help with helping your digestive system to get acclimated to the new meals that you're eating. And as with any nutrition style, avoid foods that make you feel sick. So just because you're not going to be keto anymore doesn't mean you you should suddenly eat things that make you feel sick. Maybe you're still intolerant to gluten. Don't eat gluten. That's you true. can eat carbs right. without eating gluten. Yes. So it's very important. That's no matter what nutrition style, you should never force feed things that your body doesn't do well with. But don't write foods off either. A lot of times we write foods off because they think we used to eat them or and they made us feel sick, so we're never going to eat them anymore. Because you can troubleshoot that. Exactly. A, a good gut protocol. Yes. Good digestive enzymes, a good probiotic might fix those problems. I used to think that I couldn't eat olive oil. It used to make me bloated every time I ate olive oil. I remember that. And it doesn't anymore. Not at all. Because I that was back in the day when I didn't pay attention to my gut health. I took no digestive enzymes. I took no probiotic. I took nothing. Now I take my daily, my gut health plus from, no, I take the gut health plus from 1UP Nutrition and then the daily cleanse. I always get these two confused. The daily cleanse from 1UP Nutrition, I only take if I need to get back to being regular. So it's weird because the name is daily cleanse, but I don't take it daily. And and you have a very sensitive stomach. I've seen you go from flat to like you're pregnant. Yeah. Filled with gas or whatever. Your stomach yeah. acts up. Any little wrong thing? It used to be every time I had olive oil, that. my stomach would it swell. Was crazy. Swell. I remember that. It was crazy. Like, what the fuck is that? So you still- like You grew a baby in there real quick. Like, wait, wait a minute. Not, did nine months just fly by or what the hell happened? I know. Terrible. So yeah, I would recommend- Doing it, taking it slow, good digestive health, good gut health, and just pay attention to those, to the mental health part. Yeah. And and let me tell you something for the person asking that question, you're looking at a guy who was keto. I'm I'm all in. I'm a very extreme dude. Any diet I do, I'm all in. The plan that I'm on is I eat everything within my macros. I eat everything. We eat breads, rice, pastas, chips, you name it. It's just, I find what works for me. I like this style. The balance is way better than anything I've ever done. Me personally. Yeah. Because you can literally eat whatever you want. Yes. You can make it happen. Yes. I had, it said ice cream for dessert last night. So did I. I've had one pancakes for dinner. Oh, boy. Okay, moving on to next comment. JMH8510, could you coach a 61-year-old type 1 diabetic who has gained 50 pounds since menopause? My A1C is fine, but the weight loss is so slow, it's unreal. Doing low carb because that affects, I think, bowel, maybe BS, oh, blood sugar radically. Yes, but 12 to 1400 calories per day is not working out too well. And my doctor has no idea. Tons of thyroid tests show normal. I'm stuck. Okay. Yes. First and foremost, yes, I can coach anyone. I have clients that are type one diabetic, type two diabetic. That's not an issue. 50 pounds on menopause. I can see how that can happen if you don't have things under control. Um, Good that your A1C is fine. Um, I would, I do usually recommend that my diabetic clients opt for low carb. So I think that's good just because there's less fluctuations in your blood sugar. Also, sometimes I think that fasting is good for those that struggle with, or that it's imperative that you keep your blood sugar controlled. Fasting does well too. 
and or larger meals and not small meals and snacks. So that's the first thing I would recommend for you. Now, in terms of your comment, 12 to 1400 calorie, not working out. How do you know you're eating 12 to 1400 calories? That's a big range, by the way, 12 to 14. How do you know? How do you know? Because in my experience, if you're trying to eat 1200 calories, it's probably too low and you're not able to be consistent with it. And so even though the perception, and I know the perception really does feel like you're eating very little most of the time, cumulatively and on average over the course of the week, it's probably significantly higher than you realize. Yeah. I have dealt with this so many times. And I also want to make, might as well debunk a myth while we're at it. It is not because you're eating too little and your body's in starvation mode. I promise you that. If you were truly eating too little, the weight would come off. Law of thermodynamics. If you were eating too little on a consistent basis. Now, what's probably happening, and I don't know you and I don't know much about you. I don't know what your macros would be, obviously. So this is just speculation based on my experience. But what's probably happening is you're on this cycle of trying to really eat low calories to lose weight. And you're not able to stay that low because you're trying to eat too low and you probably stick with it for a little bit and then go off. And then on, on average, you're just eating yo-yo. more than you realize. It's a yo-yo diet. It's basically like a yo-yo diet. So that's probably what's happening. Or you are not tracking every day or not tracking accurately. Maybe you are eating 1,200 during the week, but the weekends you don't track. Let me tell you, going back to my trip, on the way home, we were just talking about on the road trip, we were talking about how, wow, we ate really healthy this weekend. And I'm going to get into that a little more because another question's coming up, the next question. But I will say, one of the things I, I calculated in my head is I did eat healthy for the most part. But if I would have had one drink at every place we were, one at the pool, one at each restaurant, that would have been six drinks. Six total. That would, on average, 300 calories a drink. On average, uh-huh. That would have been 1,800 calories just on drinks. But Janine, I didn't lose weight this week. I ate all my macros, I promise. Did you count those six drinks you had that you posted on Instagram though? It just goes to show you though, you guys, how it wouldn't have felt like anything. It wouldn't have felt like I ate bad. It would have felt like I made these great food choices. I got my workouts in or whatever. Like, shoot, why did I gain a pound? Like, why did I gain? It doesn't make sense. 1,800 empty calories. So it adds up very quickly. So... I recommend for you who asked this question, how's your protein intake? That's you, the right question yeah. to ask. How's your protein because intake? Because if you're trying to eat low calories and your protein is not high enough, it's just you're not going to sustain that. So I would recommend for you eat a pound of pro, a pound of gram of protein per pound of your goal body weight. Just try it and, and see if that helps you eat less. If you need a macro assessment, I can help you. You can check my website or if you need some additional guidance there, click on one of my options to work with me. But in my experience, what I usually do with clients that come to me saying this, which is very common, by the way, dime a dozen, that someone says, I haven't been able to lose weight. I've been eating really low calories, not sure what's going on. I calculate their macros and they're actually a little bit higher. And they freak out at first, like, oh, I'm going to gain so much weight when I try to eat this. A study came out recently. It was on the news, not saying it's accurate, but people underestimate 
what they eat by a day. Guess how many calories? It's like by 30% or 25% of their total. Up to a thousand calories. Yeah. A day. I saw that. A day. Seven days, people. That's two pounds a week. Yeah. Just overeating that you think you're not overeating. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff you're really Mm -hmm. talking about. Those extra drinks you ain't naming. See? It really... and I can't hammer it home enough, but see, I when I give them their macros and they're like, oh my gosh, they freak out because they've been trying to eat much less than that, but they haven't been able to accomplish eating much less than that, but it's all perception. When I say, look, just trust me, eat this and get it right. Hit that limit a hundred percent of the time long enough so that we can see if the, it, the number's right one or two weeks and you'll see the, the weight's going to come off. Yep. And then a lot of times they'll come back to me. And they'll think, oh, yes, so it's because I was starving myself. My body was in starvation mode, and that's why these higher calories are working. No. No. Perception, it does feel that way. Yeah. It does feel that way, but that's not actually what happened. What happened was you were trying to eat too little. You weren't able to sustain the little eating consistently. You were eating more cumulatively, and you weren't getting the scale to move. The higher calories are easier to sustain. You're able to hit them consistently consistently. Therefore, the scale moves. Bingo. There you go. Hopefully, you can get some value out of that and it'll help you. Or I, I know a lot of people, this is a very common thing. So I thought it would be a good question to address. I know a lot of people feel that way. They yeah. feel like they're not eating very much. They're exercising. They're doing everything. It's not coming off. Also, it feels slow. Weight loss feels slow. It doesn't feel fast. No. Perception to us when we watch TV and we see someone, one day they're big, the next day they're super skinny. We think it happened overnight, nope. but when you're in the process of weight loss, I can tell you this personally, it feels like, uh, like I've been on this current deficit for like years and years and it's so slow. But in hindsight, when I actually look at it, I'm like, mm, actually it hasn't been that slow, but it feels like it. Yeah. It feels like it's just And especially, in the, unfortunately, when this era that everything's fucking fast, next day delivery, same day delivery, mm-hmm. it's, it's just getting out of control. Mm-hmm. And I think people get caught up in these fat diets. There's so many diets fake diets and yeah. and false information and they see these people fit and I can take 30 pounds in 30 days. Is that possible? Yes, but good luck trying to do that. Yeah. You're going to kill yourself trying to do that. You're not going to sustain that. The That's other the thing. thing is- I, diets it, don't work. When I really think about it, the reason why it feels like you're not losing a lot of times is because it happens so slowly. Wait, think of weight loss if you were- dropping dropping into a glass one drop at a time yeah. one drop and you want to fill that glass yes but one drop at a time but it's weight still loss dropping. is so slow that you don't realize your body's changing because it happens so slow and you get used to your new ever so slightly smaller body each day you're used to it so it yes. feels the same yes. i feel the same that i did 2 weeks ago because i'm used to it because it's happening so gradually now, if weight loss was something like you put in the work and you do, 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 like on your computer, you yeah. put in the work yeah, no. and then you get to claim your work after six months. So your body stayed the same for six months. And then you walk into a little machine and you put your little card in and it claims your work and you walk out to see the results. It would feel like, wow. Yeah. Because it was over, it, it was like that. It wasn't gradual. The gradual is so like anticlimactic. That's why it's good to take pictures. Remember you had me during my keto yeah. days? Yes. And you were showing me because it's minute and every week like, oh yeah, look, oh yeah. You can't visibly see that naked Mm -hmm. eye, but in pictures you see the differences. That that that. is a very good thing you did. With my clients, I do that with my one-on-one clients. Very important. I really analyze it. And sometimes like I'll create a graph 
and I'll show them all the areas where the fat's coming off when they're struggling, like they feel like it's not working. I'm all, no, it's working. I promise you, just keep going. And I show them the areas because I think they just feel like the perception is that they're working harder than the results they're getting. Yes. It just, it's always going to feel like yes. that. What, what, and look, what did Matt used to do? Your old coach. What did he used to do? He never had you step on a scale. I he never always, on a He scale. wouldn't even bust out his phone. He, I'd be like, what do you do, babe? He just looked at me. He would have yeah. me put on my bikini, not in a perv way, but I was a, it was my bikini com- competition coach. He wouldn't care. He would never ask me my measurements, my scale or anything, but I was in person with him so he could see me. He knew And he would have me put on my bikini. And the funny thing he did tell me one time, shout out Matt, because I, I loved him, Cyber Body Shop. He said, there, Lululemon's hide a lot. He goes, I don't do check-ins on my clients in their Lululemons because yeah, no. come show yes. day, I'm like, what the heck when they put their bikini on? No, I got to see, you got to put your bikini on because you can't hide in the bikini. You can't hide. There's yeah. no hiding. He used to say, I laughed because he's, man, those Lululemons, they hide a lot. Like some clients, they'll walk in for their session. I'll be like, okay, she, she hit her diet this week. She's doing good. And then he says, then she would do the check in the bikini and be like, oh no. You're slipping, girl. You're slipping. You're not being honest. Yes, you're not Pretty being funny. honest. And they always try to lie. I ate one too many almonds, I think. <laughs> no, the almonds didn't get you fat, sweetheart. You're lying. You're cheating on because yourself. Because we literally had a number of almonds on our meal plan. Yes, 15 what, almonds was what I was allowed I to that. eat. Pe- People don't realize, listen, you guys, this macro thing, yeah, it's, it just takes consistent work. It ain't hard. I'll be honest with you. It ain't hard. Now her diet competitors, I've never done a competitor's diet. Full yeah, blown because I've never competed. That, that's a different animal in itself. Totally different. And it's super boring and you're super alone doing it. Like you're, yeah. you're like on a, your own island eating that food. Mm-hmm. So trust me, you guys should learn macros, follow her lead and you'll be all right. I know. I was even talking about my... In my coach's chat with my Jay's Body Bootcamp client. So my Jay's Body Bootcamp is a meal plan and workouts. But even though it's a meal plan, there's a food diary and they can start playing around with tracking. Because ultimately, still, the goal for me, for all of them, is that they master tracking macros. Master tracking. And you guys, that's not a benefit to me. Because I could say, no, you guys, don't track macros. Just keep getting meal plans forever. Yes. And then you keep paying me forever. I actually want to see my students graduate and go yes. live these beautiful, healthy. And, teach, and, and guess what? You teach your family and your kids the game right. of macros and tracking. And get, then you start creating generations of healthy human beings instead of what we're doing now. Because we live in East San Jose. And I'm going to keep it real with you. What I see out there is fucking disgusting. And the parents should be held super accountable because not only are they sloppy, you're teaching your kids to be sloppy. Mm-hmm. I see obese kids. So you're already teaching them bad behavior. You're already setting them up for failure. You're already mm-hmm. setting them up to be a slave to the pharmaceutical industry or the doctors or hospitals. Like you're already setting them up for failure. So shame on you. So you should learn you macros to- as parents and teach this yeah. to your kids. It's your responsibility. No one else is. Yeah. So your responsibility. I, so for me, I my ultimate goal is that the client that clients learn and they move on and they track and they come back to me and they go, Janine, you changed my life. And I love that. I'm not like, oh, but you're going to do it on your own without me. Now you're not going to pay me anymore. No, because you know what? There's plenty of people that need my help. So when people fly out of the nest, I get new ones in the nest. And that's because that's my purpose. We talked about earlier in this episode, I don't have a purpose. My kids are grown. That's my purpose. My purpose purpose is teaching as many people the way our way yes we like to call it the escobar way yes these days, we have our way of doing it because it's sustainable enjoyable and yes. it's going to rub off on their family members their yes. kids their husbands yes. their friends 
and it spreads I like mean, wildfire. I mean, look at your kids. You never forced fitness or eating good or nothing on them. They just followed suit. Your daughter went on to compete like you did. Your son, he goes to the gym. He watches what he eats. And he was a carboholic as a teenager. I remember watching But him. ironically that you say that, I just came across a memory in my Facebook. I posted it on my Instagram. I'll put it up here on the screen as well. It's of Tyler on the elliptical at 24 Hour Fitness 13 years ago. Dirt, damn. And He's because he turned 13 in August and I got him a membership because you had to be 13 to go with your parent at the time. Yes. So I, it, he was finally old enough to get a membership. And so he would go with me and we'd work out together. I would put Alyssa in the kids club. I remember. And that wasn't easy. I worked full time to come home, then do their extracurricular activities. And then, then pack them up again. Like come you did to the, the gym, work out, pay money to put Alyssa in kids club. But yeah. I did all of that. Yes. And I was trying to set an example. I didn't know See? a whole lot back then, but I knew that you need to exercise. Important. You need to set an example and exercise that and, you were doing that. And I did. Yes. And look, they're both in the fitness industry. Exactly. You have to, you do truly have to lead by example for sure. Okay. Moving on to Facts. Princess Me 6054. She says, hey, Janine, how did you travel and stay on track going out of town for a two day trip and worried a lot about being out of routine? Can't bring my food or a scale or cook my own foods. Plus, I'll be skipping my workouts. Okay. I will tell you what I do. I follow the blueprint for a while. It's what I do. Yeah. Your blueprint's nice. I it, follow it too. Yes. So the way I stay on track is for one, I do try to work out if I can. So right away, you said in here, skipping my workouts. Why is that? Are you, aren't you going to be staying at a hotel? Yeah. You could do a hotel workout. You Get up before everybody else. That's all Bingo. you got to do. There's always time for a workout when you're used to getting up early. That yep. is the beauty of being a 5 a.m.er now because it's a no-brainer for me. I literally just open my eyes and go to the gym. So if you can, if it's in, within your control, get in a workout yeah, before everybody else wakes up. And it, if they don't have a gym, then go walk outside. Get your steps in. Go go something. There's or, something. Or, 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 or look at your, what gym you belong to back home. There might be a sister gym that you could play five bucks and drop and feel like we've yep. done. Or jump rope. Jump rope. You used like to me. carry your jump rope. I did. Because I it's packed easy. my jump rope on vacation. Yeah. Because in do... case I don't have a cardio machine or the mm -hmm. or a treadmill or something, I I jumped rope. Yeah. Yeah. You did jump rope in Colombia. Yes. They had a tiny, rickety, nasty ass gym in Colombia. Remember? Yes. Super like. It was tiny, a little box. Yeah, it was a little box. But anyways, I still worked out in it though. Yeah. So. If possible, I do still get my workouts in. Body weight movements. Don't forget about body weight. Right. There's a lot you can do. Push-ups, jump squats. Before squats, you go to sleep, when you wake up. Burpees. Move your body. Yes. Walk. Whatever's within your control. Yes. The other thing is walk whenever possible while you're away. Like just walk. Like on Uber. Like when we, this weekend when we needed to run a few errands, she needed to get her, my cousin needed to get her nails done. We wanted to go to Starbucks. We had to go to CVS. What did we do? We just do, 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 just walked. I had already worked out. So it's not like I'm like, oh, you know, How I already worked out. How many miles did you walk that day, you think? After you worked out and got your steps and a plus lot. on top of that. A lot. So See? we walked whenever possible, walk and move. Um, the other thing I like to do is I start my day with high protein. Oh, that's my go-to every morning. High protein. It's very easy to have a high protein breakfast. Eggs. Eggs. Very easy. Wash it down with a protein shake. There you go. High protein. Start your day with high protein. Studies and statistics show you will eat less throughout the day if you start your day with high protein. When you're traveling, this is very important. I also pack protein bars. 
I always pack protein bars so that I have a protein bar snack with me in my purse. Yeah. In case you get ravenous while you're driving, like you're ravenous, you can't get to the food place. And, you, and what do you see? Let's be honest. 95% of you guys out there, first moment, oh, hungry. And you see a fast food restaurant, you'll crash even mm-hmm. pulling over and getting to it. You're so hungry. So pack snacks, like healthy, high protein snacks, because it's going to yes. help you get your protein in. Yes. Make sure that you still stay on your water. So one of the first things we always do Facts. when we check into a hotel is we go and get waters. We do. We used to do that all the time. Remember, I always tell you, we, I could get waters, babe. I always load up with water. Hydrate. Because when you're not hydrated, you get your more your metabolism slows down. You're also, it affects your cravings, affects a lot of things. So stay on your water. When you're ordering at a restaurant, when you're out, avoid these two things, is it creamy? Is it fried? Automatic no. No go. Because the calories are crazy town. Okay. Yeah. No creamy things, no fried things. Stick to lean protein. Make sure there's protein in your dish and stick to lean protein. So f- white fish, chicken, turkey, stick to those. Yeah. Salads are always a great option when at restaurants, they oftentimes have really good clean salads with like chicken breast or shrimp or, and, um, always dressing on the side so you can control the dressing. Smart. The other thing I do is anything raw. Okay. So, or ceviche. Of course. Ceviche is a great appetizer yes. or do cocktails, shrimp cocktail, crab cocktail, lobster cocktail, almost at any restaurant you can get yeah, those Yeah, I always things. tell people we'll go to a Mexican restaurant because it's real easy and there's tons of them around here and we know which ones to go to. My go-to for me personally, for you men listening, big bowl, shrimp cocktail, and three steak tacos, plenty of protein with a Diet Coke. Boom. Yeah. The other thing I would say is limit your meals so that you have more to work with at the restaurant. So if you are like traveling, do two meals a day. So if your macros, let's just say you're going to try to maintain for the trip. I would still take your calories a little less than maintenance to make up for a little wiggle room. But say your maintenance calories is 2000, go for 1800. Okay. So say I'm going to mentally try to stay around 1800. That means if you eat twice in the day, two 900 calorie meals. Yeah. So what's your advice for a person who who's not Mentally as good as tracking, doesn't have, can't track. No, I wouldn't track. I don't track when I'm traveling personally. You just kind of guesstimate. I don't track when I'm traveling. I just try to make the right choices and guesstimate. Yes. So that's why. You try to chase the uh, lean body mass and protein, what you're going to do. You know what your body needs. Right. This should have this much in protein. Yeah. I know what you do. So I just pay attention to my protein. I just try to get in a lot and I make those choices by following the rules of nothing creamy, nothing fried. Yes. And then I will pick a time that I will have an indulgence usually on a trip, of you know, course. and then, but I share it. So like my indulgence was the blackberry cobbler that we had Saturday night, but we shared it. Would you guys have that at? Sir. Oh, it was so good. I had it before with you. It's wonderful. Yes. I know which it's one it is. It's their signature blackberry cobbler. It's favorite Yes. It's to die for it. So for, in, for indulgent things, or if there's things that you really want to try, don't order it for yourself. Still order and fill up on the shrimp cocktail, a big arugula salad. I actually got an idea for a salad I'm going to make next week on the trip. It was a quinoa, arugula, fennel seed salad with chicken breast. Yeah, you showed me that. Absolutely delicious. So I'm going to try to recreate it at home. So I got these big, delicious salads, by the way, dressing on the side. And then we would share something that I'd have a couple of bites of just to try and taste things. 
Something just, an idea just came to my head. I think before you go out of town, for the person asking this question, why don't you practice it locally? Say, okay, there's no gym. What am I going to do? Pretend you're out of town. Damn, what am I going to go eat? Go find three, two spots in your area that you think you would eat and practice that. Yeah. And then you'll get better at it. So when you do travel out of town, you'll got it down. You're not like stuck like, oh, I don't know what to eat. I'm stuck. Practice. practice what it does thing. do, that's such a, that's a great idea. I don't know why I just came to my head that's right now. That's a great now. idea. Just boom, bing, like practice. Because everything in life, this is what I do know. I've been practicing martial arts, Muay Thai since I was 33, I'm 48. And the more reps that I'm putting in this game, the better I'm getting. Mm -hmm. It's the, all about reps. It's the people who stop and don't keep practicing. You got to keep going. You get better at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I, one thing's for sure, when I came home, I'm like, wow, I'm so happy to be home because it's so easy to be on track at home. It rejuvenates your love of having control of your food choices and just your gym and being able to work out. So it is nice to have that break every once in a while and think when you come back like, oh, it's so much easier to be on track at home. This is a piece of cake if I was able to just stay on track while I was on my trip. Exactly. Yeah. Well, but the point that I was making before is that people practice this, this advice mm -hmm. like in your area, like, okay, I don't have no gym. Look up a park. Where's a local park? Go get a jump rope. Just you get creative, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. Stuff. I think that's a great idea. It's yeah, definitely practice. something. Mm -hmm. It's definitely something. Instead you of trying can to do. do it on the fly, it's difficult because you already know how to do it on the fly. You're a pro at this. You, I'll you, tell you what not to do. Don't just say oh and throw everything that you've learned to the wayside and go balls to the wall. Yeah, no, don't do because that. Because number one, Bad. you actually won't enjoy your trip as much. Believe it or not, you will enjoy it so much more if you stay on track because you're not going to feel bloated by the second day. If you just go, oh, I'm going to do whatever, YOLO, you feel bloated. You Suddenly now you don't want to wear all those cute outfits you packed. You're not as excited. You're ready to go home. You're just feeling down and gross. Yeah. When if you keep it together and just have your little treats here and there and maybe the last meal of the trip go in a little bit. That's yeah. my tradition. Yeah. The yeah. last meal of the trip is when I will have an indulgence, which is what I did. If you do that, you're going to actually enjoy your trip a lot more because I've done both, by the way. I have done both where I went YOLO, felt gross by day two. Not a good plan. I always feel so much better when I hold it together, have that end of trip indulgence and not overly go crazy, not overly track, have some balance, but you know. But what's the lesson here? Stop and think. What's the lesson you're teaching them right now? The lesson you're teaching them and pay attention is if you could conquer this shit out of town and master yourself, back home is a breeze. That's exactly. the lesson. The discipline you're building. Not yeah. Cute in a bikini and all that's a bonus. It's the <laughs> discipline that you're building. That's the de no, that's, that's true. That's what you're doing. Is if you can master it while you're out of town, which million reasons why to go balls yeah. out, say fuck it, I'm on vacation. It's my time, I deserve it. If you can master yourself while you're out of town, you got this back home. Easy money. All right, you guys, thank you so much. And on that note, we will see you on the next one. See you.